0: When it comes to running your business and also trying to grow it, there are a few common mistakes that I see a lot of business owners make. So in this video, I'm gonna share four clips that recap some advice that I heard from working with CEOs and CFOs, actually three of them from multi-billion dollar companies and they gave some really good advice. So you definitely wanna tune in to this episode. Now, usually when you're watching the finance and accounting show, I'm with my wife, I mean, she's amazing but she has a couple other things that she's taking care of for clients and taking doing some amazing things in the space for our Spanish speaking audience and our, our Spanish speaking business owners making huge strides there so I am flying solo today, but since you guys have been really loving the recaps where we go back into the business talk library, where we pull out some of the great things that we've shared in the past, but you know what? We're putting it in a nice little package for you in these episodes. Now, one of the privileges that I've had is really being able to work with some of the world's top companies. And I've had the privilege of being in the room with CEOs and CFOs that are talking about multi-billion dollar deals and how they're gonna navigate, you know, leading a 15 to $25 billion company. And one of the things that I really, really enjoy is being able to take some of the things that I heard in that meeting. Now, of course, I'm not gonna tell you the things that are protected by, you know, I guess you say insider trading. I'm not gonna tell you any of that. But some of the lessons and the insights that I drew from being part of those conversations and hearing those things, and then I love to bring them to the show because not everybody gets an opportunity to be in rooms like that. So I love being an open book and sharing the insights and sharing the thoughts that I've heard there. So in this one, I'm gonna go through four, yes, four different things that they have talked about that I've heard repeated by multiple CEOs and multiple CFOs. And the first one, it's probably not gonna surprise you a lot when you hear it. I mean, once I've played this next clip, you're gonna be like, okay, that makes sense. But I really want you to lean in and listen to what's being said because as you start to listen to it, what you'll realize is, you know what? Either you have been leaning in and you've been seeing results, or if you haven't been seeing the kind of results in your business that you really want, it's probably because you haven't been leaning into this advice. So, check out this clip and I'll be right back. Now, one of the biggest challenges that I see with a lot of businesses is them not understanding their financials now if you think back to when we were going through COVID-19 when a lot of companies were trying to get that PPP loan one of the very 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 common reasons why a lot of people weren't able to get it is because they didn't have their financial information So I mean because when you think about it your financial statements are very important if you're trying to Get a loan if you're trying to raise money even in situations where you're trying to get a grant your financial information is going to be part of that application process so if you are running a business or if you're starting a business you need to have a good idea and a good handle on your financial statements now i understand You're probably running the business, you're trying to get the sales, you're trying to build the business out and there's so many different things for you to do. But that's why you work with your accountant or a bookkeeper, someone that can provide you your financial statements on a regular basis. Because when you come up against different decisions that you have to navigate in your business, you want to make sure you understand how is this going to impact us financially so you can make the best decision for your business so if you're running a business or you started a business make sure you are regularly looking at and understanding your financials. After I wrapped my mind around that point, and I'll be honest with you, even though I'm in accounting and finance, I still didn't understand that point when I first heard it. I mean, it took me some time to really dial into it. And the more that I dialed into it and the more time I spent working at this level with these CEOs and the CFOs through various positions, the more I realize you know what how important that point was and how much value there was as i took that advice so the next thing that it i really stepped into were three critical factors that really helped them guide their decision making like as you're thinking about different decisions and different options in your business because let's be honest, you are constantly making decisions in your business. And one of the questions that I had for them is, you know, how do you sort it out? Like, you know, navigating and knowing what decision is the right decision to make, because you don't have time to really deeply analyze every single one. And one of the CEOs really helped me understand. And he said, you know, I One of the things that I do is I have a framework on how I go through those decisions. So if you bring me a situation in my mind, I'm going through this three part framework. And by going through that framework, I can just about tell you whether any decision or any situation you bring to me is going to be a good one for us to continue pursuing or whether we should probably put that one on the back burner or whether we just, we're just not ready to really dive into that. So, definitely grab your pen and paper because these three critical factors are going to help you make some critical and very effective decisions when it comes to your business. This new world of business that we all find ourselves in right now, there are some very, very critical things that are going to change or that have already changed about your business. And to be honest with you, these changes will probably be with us for the foreseeable future. And one of the biggest areas that you're going to have to change in your business is how you make decisions. Now, there are three parts of that, that I think that you should really, really pay attention to. One is the return on investment before your decision or the ROI of your decisions. Number two are the underlying assumptions behind your decision. And then number three is the way you track costs and benefits related to that decision. Now, let me go back to number one, the ROI. The ROI is all about what is the benefit that you're gonna get from making this decision whether that's going to be, you know, what's going to be the cost that you're going to have to pay for this decision? What's going to be the income or the additional sales that you're going to get from this decision? Are you going to get more efficiency? Are you going to lower risk? Whatever it is, you have to be able to ask yourself that question and you have to have a good answer is what am I going to get or what's going to be the impact of making this decision? Now, understanding the roi for a decision may be the difference between being able to tell is this a good idea is this an okay idea or is this just a bad idea that we should pass on because a lot of businesses will find themselves having to wrestle with that because what we are realizing is that resources are not infinite i mean if the slightest thing about your business is not properly aligned you could be putting your entire business at risk. So you want to make sure that you are understanding that. And then also is you're going to have to educate the people who work in your business. If you're an executive or you own a business or you're in charge of running a business, you're going to have to help the people who work in that business understand that, hey, you know what? We're going to have to make trade-offs and we have to make sure that we are making the decision that is in the best interest based on the resources that we currently have. And then number two, whatever decisions you are making, what you find is that there are a ton of assumptions behind it. For example, what your hours will be. I was talking to a baker and she was telling me that, you know Before, her hours were structured from, let's say, 9 to 3 because or 9 to 4 because she used to realize that, hey, her business got really busy around 4 and she needed to come in during the morning time because she would have customers around breakfast time and then she would have customers at the end of the day. But what she's realizing as she starts asking that question and starts looking at the numbers, most of her customers were coming in around lunchtime. And as she really started looking at the numbers, she said, you know what, we still have some customers that come early in the morning, but if we tell our customers, hey, we're shifting our hours from 11 to 4 instead, what she was seeing is that she was able to lower her costs and still be able to serve her customers because the customers were able to shift when they came in. So you want to start make sure you're questioning your underlying assumptions because you know what, when you make that decision years ago or months ago, it might have been the right decision then. But if all the assumptions have changed, maybe it's time for you to change that decision. So you wanna make sure that you're looking at what are your underlying assumptions and be very clear and be very honest because a lot of the decisions you make in business are gonna be based on assumptions, whether that's what has happened in the past or what you think will happen in the future. And what we are realizing in this world under the impact of coronavirus is that all of our assumptions are subject to change because everything about our business is changing. So we want to make sure we understand, hey, what are the underlying assumptions? And then number three is you want to make sure you have a way to track the costs and the benefits because the only way that you're going to be able to answer the question, hey, is this decision actually giving us the benefit we expected is if you are tracking your costs and your expenses and you're tracking also the benefits that you're getting from that decision and you want to ask yourself do we have a way or is say, a efficient way to track the costs and the benefits that are coming from this decision because if you can't you will not be able to answer that question when later on it comes to say hey you know what if we're spending $1,000 a month on this idea, what's the benefit we're getting from it? If you're not tracking the benefits, then you won't be able to answer that question. So you wanna make sure that you are thinking about how do you pivot your business to change in those three areas. One is, do you have business cases or do you require the employees in your business to, to create business cases to understand what's going to be the return on investment for this idea? Also, are you questioning your assumptions? because so much about your business is changing and will change in the foreseeable future, you gotta ask yourself, are the underlying assumptions still true? And then number three is you have to ask yourself, do you have a efficient way to track the costs and the benefits of the decisions and the ideas that you are implementing? Now, this next one was definitely one that becomes very difficult for, even for a lot of the executives that I was talking to, because some of them, you know, like I said, they've been leading businesses for years. I mean, some of them, they've been on, you know, Fortune magazines, or. They've been in entrepreneur magazines or the Ink fast company magazines for the success that they have had. I mean, they have led multi-billion dollar companies. Some of them have helped companies recover from bankruptcy and they've come back to be very stellar companies. And one of the challenges that they said that they had is, you know what, sometimes You know what, I'm I'm not going to spoil it for you. (laughs) You can watch the next clip and when you watch this next clip I will tell you, you will understand the challenge that not only they face but the challenge that all of us face. And if you don't actually figure out how to work through that challenge, what's going to happen is you're not going to get the type of results that you want. So you got to be able to go back and use the advice that I'm going to talk about in this next clip. So stay tuned while i play that going forward in your business is going to be even more critical that you make data driven decisions because as we're experiencing so much about our businesses are changing so much about the trends are changing so when you are just operating off of pure intuition in your business you're likely going to run into a lot of new issues or new situations that you haven't experienced before i mean consider this i mean No one alive or no one working in any business has really gone through what we're experiencing now as a result of COVID-19. I mean, you think about that. I mean, when you have people that are trying to just use their intuition and use their gut feeling about it, what tends to happen is they tend to overlook opportunities that would have been obvious if they would have just looked at the data. Because don't get me wrong, intuition is a great thing. And it is very helpful because your intuition has gotten you this far in your business. And it's allowed you to see the success that you've seen in the past. But one of the things that we have to think about now is as things are changing, and there's so much, I guess you say, so many different factors that are impacting how your business will perform. It is best for you to start marrying your intuition, with data-driven decisions. And one of the very, very critical areas where you really wanna start to dive into the data is in the area of your finances. So if you're running a business and you're not looking at the finances on a regular basis, that's something that needs to change. And I absolutely understand because if you're a non-finance person and you're not looking at the finances on a regular basis, it's probably not your fault. It's probably your accountant's fault. So what you probably need to do is have a honest conversation with your accountant to let them know, hey, I now have expectations for you not to just be a person who works in the background and puts the numbers together and then emails me a report. But I expect you to be more proactive for you to be more engaged in the strategic discussions about what we're doing in the business like really providing financial information and scenarios and options that actually help you navigate the decisions that you need to make going forward. And I will be honest with you, for many accountants or many of the accountants that you work with, you'll probably realize that, you know what, it might be time for you to upgrade your accountant because many accountants are used to just working in the background and just sending you a report when all the information is done, they're not used to actually being involved and being engaged in the business decisions. So you're going to have to really assess, do you have the right talent in your accounting and your finance team? I mean, it's one of those things that I always tell the clients that I work with. when I'm working with them in their finance and I tell them that, hey, if I am not providing you the data in a way that helps you make decisions in the future or helps you navigate the decisions that you need to make now, then that means I'm not doing my job and it's time for you to find an accountant or a CFO consultant who will help you do that. Because the time period where where your accountant just does your tax return at the end of the year and pats you on the back, say, hey, you did a good job, that time is gone because you actually need them to be more involved in helping you make forward-looking decisions and not just telling you how you did in the past. Now, this last clip is probably gonna be one that, you know, a lot of people, when I explain it to them, they tend to say, oh, Terrell, that's a no-brainer. But I can tell you, there have been tens 30 50 100 businesses that i have seen and entrepreneurs and business owners that i have talked to and that have been not applying this advice i'm telling you if you don't do this you are not going to have a business i mean i know that you know you're excited about your business but you need to have this idea that i'm going to talk about next In the next clip you need to have it in place and you need to have it become an essential part of your business philosophy if you are going to stay in business and if you're going to be successful because if you don't do this i'm telling you i can almost guarantee you that you are not going to have a business for long so definitely Grab your pen and paper again, and definitely tune in to this next tip that I'm about. Now, before you can expand your business, I mean, before you add another location, before you take it to the next level, I think you have to have a path to profitability. I mean, because if you do not have a path to profitability and you start expanding your business, what you're really going to do is you're just gonna lose money faster. I mean, mean, because if you think about it, I mean, you have one location and you're like, hey, I wanna add another location. Well, if you don't really have a path to profitability, like you haven't figured out like, hey, what's the right amount of sales that you need? Or can you control your cost enough so that when you do expand, you're not losing more money? Because I will say that yes, Having more sales is an essential part of, you know, you getting to profitability and being able to increase your sales is great, but you wanna make sure that you can increase your sales and control your costs so that the additional costs aren't eating away at the new sales that you get. Because one of the ways that I usually walk clients through this is, let's start from the top of your income statement. Now you have your sales or you have your revenue, and then we have what I like to jump down the gross margin. That's taking your revenue minus the cost of what it actually takes you to deliver the product. So let's say if you have a restaurant, so the cost of the food and like the waitresses, the waiters, the the chefs, like all that cost goes gets subtracted from the revenue to say, okay, what's your gross margin or, what's left over to cover the operating costs of the business, like the manager's salary, the lights, the security system, the rent, the electricity, the general supplies for the business, stuff like that. Like what's the cost to cover I mean, What is it to cover that? Now, if your gross margin numbers are not high enough to actually cover your operating costs, the first thing that I always say is, how do we maximize the revenue at this first location? Like, is it a revenue problem? Is it that you need to increase your revenue? And then if we realize that, hey, you know what, it's not a revenue problem, then let's look and see, okay, all right, what can you do to get your food costs or your product costs down? Are there different things you can do there? Because even if you can reduce your product costs by let's say, you know, a 10% or, 18% or something like that, what that's gonna do is it's gonna increase your profit margin and it adds to the bottom line of your business. And then the third area I like to look at is, let's look at your operating expenses. Are there things that you're spending money on that you probably could improve or you probably could change? Because if you can figure out how to make your organization operate in a lean way, you can probably achieve profitability. But the thing is, if we don't go through this exercise at the first location, adding a second location will just add to your problem. So you want to make sure that if you're going to expand, you first have a path to profitability or you achieve profitability. So there you have it four very, very important tips that I learned from CEOs of multi-billion dollar companies. Now, this one's a little bit different from the episode where I talked about the advice that I got from billionaire investors, because there is a difference between being a very successful investor who buys businesses that are very profitable and that generate, and being a CEO who operates and leads a business because they're two different mindsets. So this one was about, hey, these are things that you have to get in place if you're gonna actually operate and lead a successful business. So definitely, as I always say, don't be selfish about what you heard. If you heard this and you like it, trust me, there are hundreds of other business owners that you know, that you come across that need to hear this too. Again, one of our joys is we, my wife and I, we have the privilege of being in the room for conversations that not everybody gets the privilege to be in. So we like to take that wisdom and we like to repackage it and share it with as many people as we can so definitely if you know someone else you know another business owner share this information with them and what you can also do is go over to youtube go to apple Podcasts, go to stitcher go to spotify soundcloud wherever you listen to podcasts and click that subscribe button turn on the notification bell so you can get updates when we go and release more great episodes for you because We want you to win in your business. And one of the ways of winning is to simplify the complicated topic of accounting and finance when it comes to your business. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Finance and Accounting Show. If you like what you heard, don't be selfish. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and then share this with a friend because you know a business owner that could definitely use this insight so be sure to hit that subscribe button share it with a friend and turn on the notification bell so you get all the updates when we release a new episode